Welcome, my faithful and loyal readers and listeners. Welcome to day 20 of the Bible in one year. Today we're going to be focusing on Genesis 41, 17-42-17. So yesterday we saw how Joseph dealt with the spiritual tests, keeping his personal purity and facing death. Today we're going to see partially how he dealt with the spiritual test of the opportunity for revenge. When we last left Joseph, he had just told Pharaoh that he could not interpret his dreams, but God could. <clears throat> now in today's passage, we see Pharaoh tell Joseph his dream. Joseph, through the power of God, interpreted Pharaoh's dream for him. Joseph, giving Pharaoh sad advice, even when not asked for it. Pharaoh's heeding this advice, and putting Joseph in charge of all the land of Egypt. And finally, we see that Joseph's brothers end up having to come to buy, to come and buy grain from Joseph in order to survive the famine. Oh, there is one thing you should notice is missing from this summary of what happens in today's passage, and that is the word revenge. At no point in time did Joseph ever, at no point in time did Joseph ever, in the, in the plentiful opportunities that he had to get even with those, at no point in time did Joseph ever use the plentiful opportunities that he had to get even with those who had wronged him to do so. And that is where we're going to spend the rest of our, we're going to spend the rest of our time discussing. <coughs> so we all know that Pharaoh we all know what Pharaoh's dreams were and what they meant. So we will not spend any of our time discussing the dreams themselves and Joseph's interpretation of those dreams. What we're going to spend our time on is Joseph's response after his interpretation and his and Pharaoh's actions after that response. So Genesis 41, 33-36 records Joseph's actions after his interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams as this. So now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint over seers over the land and take a fifth of the harvest on the land of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Them gather all the excess food in those good years that are coming under Pharaoh's authority. Store the grain in the cities so that they may preserve it as food. The food will be a reserve for the land during the seven years of famine that will take place in the land of Egypt. Then the country will not be wiped out by the famine. You should take note that Joseph's response was unsolicited. He showed genuine care and concern for the people of Egypt. There's something more important that you should have noticed, and that was Joseph makes no mention of revenge. And why is that so important? Because if anyone had the right to seek vengeance or retribution, it was Joseph. Remember, he had been wrongly accused of a crime.
imprisoned for that same crime, and to top all that off, he had done a great service to a high-ranking government official who turned around and forgot all about Joseph. Now put yourself in Joseph's shoes and the man in charge of the society who had done all of these things to you and just told you about a dream he has had where this seemingly unjust society is going to encounter a great hardship such as a famine. And you have told all of this to this told all this to the most powerful man in this society. Would you have finished your statement to this man in the same way Joseph did? I think we all know the answer to that question, and it is no, unfortunately, even though some of you will probably say yes, but in reality, deep down in your heart, you would want revenge. And the reason for this is very simply because you don't want justice to be done, because justice is about attempting to make something whole again, attempting to right the wrong done. And vengeance is all about retribution and making someone else feel your same pain. And if you have been reading along with us in our journey through the Bible, then you will know that Joseph had personally seen destructive power of revenge. And here he clearly made a choice to seek vengeance against. But it made a choice not to seek vengeance against those who did him wrong no matter what. It was this decision that led to all of the rest of the events in Joseph's life. So Genesis 41, 37-49 records Pharaoh's response to Joseph's advice and the actions that he, Pharaoh, took to implement this sound advice. Here's what it says, it says the proposal pleased Pharaoh and his servants, and he said to them, Can we find anyone like this, <clears throat> a man who has God's spirit in him? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there was no one as discerning and wise as you are. You will be over my house, and all my people will obey your commands. Only I, as king, will be greater than you. <clears throat> Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I see I am see I am placing you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, clothed him with fine linen and garments, and placed a gold chain around his neck. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot, and servants called out before him, Make way. So he placed him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and I won't be able to raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt without your permission. Pharaoh gave, gave Joseph the name Zephanath Pana, and gave him a wife, Asnath, daughter of Potiphar, a priest at On. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old, man of the service 
the Pharaoh king of Egypt. Joseph left Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout the land of Egypt. In the seven years of abundance, the land produced outstanding harvests. Joseph, Joseph gathered all the excess food in the land of Egypt during the seven years and put it in the cities. He put the food in every city from the fields around it. So Joseph stored up grain in such abundance, like the sand of the sea, that he stopped that he stopped measuring it because it was beyond measure. <coughs> and finally, and finally, in Genesis forty-one fifty-three through fifty-two seventeen, we see the ultimate result of Joseph's decision to not seek vengeance. Also, in this previous passage, we had seen a result of it. Now we're going to see the ultimate result of it. And the seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end. And the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in every land, but in the whole land of Egypt there was no food. When the whole land of Egypt was stricken with famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh told all Egypt, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Now the famine had spread across the whole region, so Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Every land came to Joseph and Egypt to buy grain, for the famine was severe in every land. When Jacob learned there was no group, there was a grain in Egypt. He said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at each other? Listen, he went on, I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us, so that we will live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brother went Joseph's brothers went to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he thought something might happen to him sons of Israel were among those who came to buy grain, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was in charge of the country. He sold grain to all his people. His brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan to buy bread, to buy food, they replied. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies, you have come to see the weakness of the land. No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food, they said. We are all sons of one man, we are honest, your servants are not spies. No, he said to them, You have come to see the weakness of the land. But they replied, We, your servants, were twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father, and one is no longer living. Then Joseph said to them, I have spoken, you have you are spies. This is how you will be tested, and surely as Pharaoh lives. You will not leave this place until your young unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one from among you to get your brother. The rest, the rest of you will be in prison so that your words can be tested to see if they are true. If they are not, then truly as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. So Joseph imprisoned them together for three days. 
And as you can see, the end result of this decision to not seek vengeance was that not only were the people of Egypt saved, but so was Joseph's family, which, by the way, were the people of Israel. And without the survival of the people of Israel, there would have been no Jesus. And without Jesus, God's plan would have had to take a different direction. And tomorrow, we're going to deal with Joseph's actions towards his brothers. And tomorrow's Bible readings are Genesis 42, 18-43-34. Matthew 13, 47 through 14, 12, Psalm 18, 16 through 36, and Proverbs 7, 4 through 